Are you taking thyroid medication but are still losing your hair? Is your hair brittle, dry, or even breaking? All of these symptoms may result either directly from Hashimoto's hyperthyroidism or as a result of other hormone imbalances, nutrient deficiencies, or improper dosing of certain supplements. Let's get to the bottom of your hair loss once and for all. Hello, thank you for listening to Thyroid Hair Loss Connection Podcast, a science-based, honest, candid conversation about how your thyroid affects your hair. You will learn practical solutions to hair growth, healing your thyroid, and balancing hormones with holistic nutrition approach and the latest treatments. Your hosts, me, Natalia Sanzo, a registered dietitian, aka Nashville Thyroid Expert, and Kimberly Vaughn, a board-certified trichologist, hair loss specialist, and coach. To stay up to date on the latest topics, make sure to subscribe to our channel. We also cannot do this without you. Send us a question to the link below and tune in each week for the answers. Now, let's head to the show. Hello, listeners. Kimberly and I are yet at the podcast recording studio again to talk about thyroid hair loss connections. And today we want to go over a few steps that will help you to get to the bottom of your hair loss. And by the end of this episode, you will know what causes your hair loss and what steps you need to take to remedy the hair shed. Kimberly, I think what most people don't realize is that hair loss is multifactorial, right? Meaning that many things contribute to it. And that means that stopping hair loss requires a comprehensive approach. Suboptimal thyroid hormone levels, micronutrient deficiencies, high testosterone, high cortisol, low iron, and much more all contribute to hair loss in in thyroid patients. Now, without a doubt, there is a very strong link between thyroid function and hair loss. In fact, it has been shown, and many of you may be experiencing these symptoms right now, that low thyroid function is associated with all of the following changes, like dry and brittle hair, hair loss, reduced hair growth, hair breakage, excessive hair loss while showering. And it turns out that your thyroid plays a critical role in both the development and the maintenance of the hair follicles. That means that low levels of thyroid hormone can make your hair fall out and can slow down actually or completely stop the hair growth. But it does not stop there, right? To make (laughs) matters worse, hypothyroidism promotes nutrient deficiencies that are required for proper hair growth. We're going to talk more about how this happens and how to replenish these nutrients, but by virtue of how thyroid hormone reduces stomach acid, it can also reduce the absorption of nutrients like iron and B12, which are, we know, required for proper hair growth. To complicate things even further, thyroid hormone medication like levothyroxine, which is the most prescribed medication in the U.S., can cause hair loss as a negative side effect for taking the the medication. Oh my gosh, Natalia, I'm so excited. You finally touched on something that I'm like, yes, yes, that's me. That's exactly what happened. So 
I like my levels to be high, just like you do, for the same reason. We feel better. We have, you know, our hair's growing well. We're not seeing a lot of shedding. And by high levels, you mean we want low TSH and high free T4 and T, uh, T3 hormone, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Thank you. But the last time that I worked with um, my functional physician, um, his recommendation was that if I wanted my levels where, where I felt the best, that he wanted to also add in levothyroxine. And we, I did, of course, you know, I'm not, I'm trying to let somebody else manage my health because I'm only managing my hair. And I noticed within five days of taking the levothyroxine that my shedding, I mean, I almost have no shedding. I'm very blessed and very fortunate, but I try to do all the right things, right? Just mm -hmm. like you do. Mm -hmm. And that we're helping all of our listeners. But I started seeing a lot of hair in the shower and this was not normal for me. So I thought, okay, I'll go ahead and I'll stay on this for another week and see what happens. And I mean, the shedding increased. And so listeners, if this is happening to you, I'm certainly not going to tell you to go against what your provider has told you, but I would definitely go back and talk to them because it definitely happened to me and it is real. It is definitely real, but we have to, you know, for a listeners, for our listeners sake, you don't have to stop taking levothyroxine tomorrow because majority of people on levothyroxine do perfectly fine on that medication but there is that 10 percent of us or what 15 i don't know the the percentage <laughs> right um that we have hair loss we never get to we never get to optimal levels on levothyroxine mm -hmm. so it's important to understand that yes there are other choices for medication but you may personally not you know you, maybe you don't have to take another medication. Maybe levothyroxine is, is, is fine for you. Uh, oh, completely agree. And the only reason that I stopped taking it is because it changed the condition of my hair mm. and the amount of hair that I was losing. Um, I really didn't notice a difference in how I felt. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I'm sure our listeners, as you noted earlier, are listening because they've had a, a concern right? Mm -hmm. Thyroid issues, hair loss issues. That's the reason they're listening. So I only point that out that I think if it, you are seeing an adverse reaction, then I do think it's something to question and just not go on, you know, and Absolutely. think, oh, well, this is just normal. It's not. Absolutely. And actually, before jumping to a different medication, I would optimize my levels first mm -hmm. to see if that's actually the medication that's causing it. And of course, if it's your levels are not brought up to optimal, then switch medications. Correct. Yes. Great point, Kimberly. Yes, yes, yes. Good. Now, when you put it, all these factors together, it's easy to see why finding the root cause of your hair loss can be difficult and why it takes working with professionals that implement a comprehensive approach. Bottom line here, hair loss in if you have hypothyroidism, hair loss may occur from hypothyroidism itself as a negative side effect of thyroid medication or from the nutrient deficiencies caused by low thyroid hormone levels. Each of these must be treated to ensure proper hair growth. Now let's talk about how to improve the health of your hair with hypothyroidism. 
While thyroid function is very important for regrowing your hair back, it's not the only thing, and in some cases, cases not the most important factor involved. Oftentimes, hair loss when you have hypothyroidism is a result of multiple factors, right? Like we said, this means that just assessing for one problem, taking one supplement, or making one change will not be as effective as trying multiple things at once. That's why Kimberly and I always work together as a team. So this has to do with how your thyroid hormone interacts with other hormones and nutrients in the body. So the first step to regrowing and improving your hair health with hypothyroidism is checking your thyroid dosing and medication. The first thing you should be evaluating uh, is your, of course, thyroid function. I'm assuming you already have a diagnosis of hypothyroidism if you're listening to this podcast, right? That means that you're most likely taking some form of thyroid medication. And this is where things get a little bit tricky. It turns out that you need enough thyroid hormone, including T3, in your body and system to have proper hair growth. T3 and T4 prolong the duration of the hair growth cycle by blocking an inhibitory growth factor, which we call a TGF-B2. On the flip side, too much thyroid hormone can increase hair loss as well. Man, this is just an uphill battle, right? And unfortunately, there is no magic or magical number that your T4 or T3 levels should be in order for your hair grows, um, for your hair to grow properly. But I always suggest aim for the upper range of optimal levels. I think my free T3 hormone is at, at somewhere 5.2, which is actually higher, that is off the chart, it's higher than the normal right now, but my hair grows and it's amazing, it's healthy, I feel the best, so don't really, don't rely on the ranges too much, see how you feel and adjust or ask your doctor to adjust your thyroid medication accordingly. Moving on to the second step you need to take to improve the health of your hair with hypothyroidism. Check your iron and ferritin status, guys. Don't just let your doctor order an iron, just a single iron. We have to know iron, ferritin, and TIBC. And because it's one of the most critical nutrients and often, like I said, most overlooked for hair growth, um, you know, and hair health. Iron is so important for hair growth that you cannot blame hair loss on your thyroid or thyroid medication until you've increased your ferritin and other iron levels to suitable levels, right? For, for reference, a, re, um, a ferritin level of around 70 is required for proper hair growth. And actually, research shows that people without hair loss have ferritin levels above 70. So that's, that's your aim, Studies have shown that in women with systemic inflammation, and that's evidenced by high levels of C-reactive protein, CRP, and other under underlying hormonal imbalances, ferritin levels lower than 30 actually are strongly associated with hair loss. Now, let's move to step number three that will help you improve the hair health of your hair with hypothyroidism. We're talking about micronutrient status and supplements that actually work. 
believe it or not, the role that micronutrients play in hair loss is not well understood and not well studied. But we know for sure that many micronutrients that we'll talk about are required in the production of hair growth and therefore deficiencies in these nutrients likely lead to hair loss. The research in these areas is somewhat limited, so I want to talk about the most powerful nutritional supplements and in the nutrition deficiencies that may lead to hair loss that Kimberly and I have personally used and know that they actually work. We have already discussed the role that iron plays in hair growth, but there are other micronutrients involved as well. So first one is zinc. Zinc is required for hair growth and thyroid hormone is required for zinc absorption. So it's a two-way street. Zinc also improves T4 to T3 conversion and many people with Hashimoto's are low on this mineral. Next up is selenium. Selenium helps boost T4 to T3 conversion and may reduce inflammation in Hashimoto patients. It also involved in hair synthesis, so very important. Next one is biotin. Supplementing with biotin in double-blinded controlled trials showed an increase in number of hair follicles. That means hair volume and hair thickness. I mean, who doesn't want that? Natalia, I'm so glad you brought up biotin. Um, you know, so many clients walk in and and so many clients that we speak to across the U.S., um, they always say, oh, yes. And I forgot to add, I'm taking biotin. I'm taking saw palmetto. And so I just want the listener to understand that, yes, biotin is a micronutrient. So is selenium, and so are the irons and the ferritins that you're speaking of. However, I think it's really important for the listener to understand that when you're supplementing some of these bio and micronutrients, you want to make sure that you're looking at all of them together as the whole support for the body and also supporting and building the amino acids and the immune system. Hence, then supplementing and supporting new cells. And so I just don't want the listener to walk away and say, well, you know, I've been taking biotin for three years or four years or five years, and it's not working. I just need them to understand this isn't a single step process. Mm -hmm. Hair loss, hair growth, brittle hair, dry hair, breakage, it's all complicated. And it's not a one stop shop. It's a very comprehensive and combination approach to health and to scalp health, hair health, and to your whole body. Absolutely well said. There's nothing I can add to what you just said. So the next supplement we'll talk about is L-lysine. And Kimberly, just like you said, supplementing with just L-lysine, which is a very powerful supplement, supplementing just that without addition of iron it's useless. So those two L-lysine with iron can improve hair growth. Next one is B12. B12, again, along with normal hemoglobin levels, right, where you have to look at all of the things together, is required for optimal hair growth. And remember that people with Hashimoto's are also at increased risk for developing B12 deficiencies. And 
actually most of my clients that come see me, they are deficient in B12. So we have to make sure we don't just uh, take supplements. We need to make sure or we don't just take sub additional supplements. We need to make sure we replenish low levels first and then supplement. Th that means that it may require higher dose at first and then taper down a little bit. So again, comprehensive approach, a blood work is essential to start improving your hair growth. So obviously there are other fa factors involved in hair growth, but these micronutrients are commonly de deficient, right? And replenish them often leads to significant improvement in hair growth. And I know, Kimberly, you always talk about um, the other two supplements. Can you, can you tell yes, our Yes, um, of course. But, um, oh gosh, there's so much packed into here. So yes, let's first talk about copper. Um, it, a lot of people forget about copper and I will tell you it is proven, um, that if your copper levels are sufficient and where they should be in, in an optimal range, your hair will truly stay in that growing antigen phase much longer. And so, you know, we're talking about hair growth in an antigen phase or a growing phase lasting, if possible, all the way up to seven to nine years. So who wouldn't want the hair to stay in that growing phase longer? Kimberly, I'm, gl I'm so glad you brought up copper because it's so important for hair growth. And our listeners need to be mindful of, you know, how we talked about zinc is also important, but supplementing too much zinc for extended period of time may actually result in copper deficiency. So don't overdo one thing because it will lead to negative side on the other thing, right? Uh, exactly. And I just want to also caution the listener because the same thing will happen if you overdose on selenium. You will cause additional hair loss if your selenium is too high for a long period of time. And it will certainly cause other issues that we're not going to go into at this point if your selenium levels are too high. So you know, I don't know how to stress this enough. And listeners, I know if you're regular listeners, you hear us say this all the time, but we really do mean it, is that having proper labs drawn, making sure that you've also checked your ANA or your autoimmune scores, it's really, really important. And I know it seems to take a little bit longer because we now use this a new DNA test and my poor clients have to wait for two to three weeks for the test to come back. But I'm just telling you, it's worth it. You know, I'm sure that your hair loss, your breakage, your fine, brittle hair hasn't just started today. And so allowing another week to 10 days to 15 days to go by so that we, you, we and you know, know exactly where your levels are, it will put you in an optimal recovery position. Guys, let's talk about our final step you need to take to improve your hair health. That's managing your stress and cortisol levels. You know by now that managing stress is very important for managing your thyroid function. But per perhaps you didn't know that cortisol extends beyond your thyroid and into your hair. Studies show that high cortisol levels alter the function and cyclic regulation of hair follicles. That means that high cortisol levels could be contributing to your hair loss. You know that cortisol is a stress hormone, right? 
which means that when you're stressed, stressed out, your body will secrete more cortisol. Constant and chronic stress results in changes at the receptor levels and may actually alter serum cortisol levels. And get this, guys, stress can both lower or raise cortisol levels. Your thyroid fits into this equation because thyroid hormone is involved directly with cortisol. A high TSH has been associated with high cortisol levels. And I know this by my personal experience because last year when Russia invaded Ukraine on February 2022, and, you know, guys, my whole family still lives there. I'm from Ukraine. Uh, my TSH levels went from 0.5 to 15 without any changes in my medication or diet. And guess what? Hair loss followed. So it's important to keep your cortisol levels normal to, to prevent the hair shed or to remedy hair shed. And how do you do it? You have to regulate your stress by doing Let's say gentle exercise, a meditation, or any stress-relieving activities, such as reading, playing with your children or your dog. Or stimulating your scalp with massage. Exactly. Oh my God, that sounds amazing right now. Actually. That's right. Recruit your spouse, your significant other, or pay for their masseuse. Actually, my, uh, my best friend, my girlfriend, uh, told me as a joke, or maybe not, that she married her husband because he he always massages her hair, her scalp. She He breaks, braids her hair, like he massages her feet. So she jokingly, in quotation marks, said, <laughs> I married my husband because of that. So um, yes, if you have somebody like that in your life. <laughs> if not, I, I'm going to go looking for them. I'm going to recruit. <laughs> yes, and I know you guys, um, you do... Uh, scalp stimulating um, um, treatments in your clinic. Mm -hmm. We do um, stimulating scalp treatments and we do them actually for the purpose. Um, I mean, as it says, it's truly to stimulate the blood flow and move the oxygen around the scalp. We forget again, our hair is a cell. And if we're not growing new cells, we're not growing new hair. And so stimulating scalp treatments are absolutely amazing. And they make such a difference in one, how the hair grows, two, the texture and the condition of the hair, and three, the education while we're going through the stimulating scalp treatment really helps each client and each patient. Um, the other thing that's new for us is we also are starting to offer these treatments for post-chemotherapy and radiation therapy treatments because the patients are ready to get back to living normal lives. They also want their hair to grow back as fast as possible. And so this really kind of accomplishes two steps for them. It gives them an opportunity to come back into, you know, obviously we're not a salon, but a clinic environment that's positive. And, and fun, and it's not so clinical. Plus, it gives them this opportunity to know that they're improving their hair, their hair health and their scalp. So we love it, and our clients do as well. So yes, use it at home. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, guys, just to summarize in two sentences, regarding of the, or regardless of the cause of your hair loss, you still need to look at all of the factors and check the usual suspect which includes iron and ferritin levels, thyroid medication side effects, thyroid medication dosage, and the type 
of the thyroid medication you're taking, status of the hair regrowth nutrients and potential deficiencies, status of your sex hormones, right? Like um, excess estrogens and estrogen and testosterone, plus consider genetic causes of hair loss and even sensitivity to hair and makeup products. I know I added a few more things that we didn't cover on this podcast episode, but guys, we've covered them in our other episodes. So make sure you subscribe and listen to all the previous episodes to make sure you don't miss critical steps in your healing journey, I would say, right? I hope you guys found this episode helpful and have now actionable steps you can take to improve the health of your hair. If you need help on this journey, don't hesitate to contact Kimberly and I so we can we can get you all of the necessary blood work, a healing diet, a treatment plan, and supplements. We want to wish you a fantastic day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.